Hello and welcome to the Veer, Vulnerability Sphere podcast. I'm Adam Blinsky. And I'm Albert Imperato. Where we help men communicate and build empathy. Season two of the Veer, Vulnerability Sphere podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Standard and Strange, where the clothes and the people are anything but ordinary, and the motto is own fewer, better things. All right, Albert, we are here celebrating tonight. We have uh, our holiday episode with a little bit of uh, the New Year's splashed in there too. So uh, it's the, uh, for me, it's the second night of Hanukkah. So I was going to say uh, happy Hanukkah, Adam. Yeah, thank you, thank you, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm excited and having fun. Um, haven't done anything special yet. Candles, we're, we're having our little ceremony on Monday with my fam. But uh, yeah, man, I see everyone else has uh, some trees lit up in the background. So that's fun. How are you? Uh, how are you hanging in there for the holidays? Um, we have our little, uh, like our our kind of campy decorations up already, but n- no Christmas tree yet. So tomorrow we'll be go out and get the Christmas tree. This episode is actually going to air on December twenty third, and uh, so we'll be looking a little bit and having some fun with a little bit of uh, talk about the holidays, and then talking about twenty twenty one because we all know twenty twenty was just so boring, so uneventful, nothing really happened. Let's look forward to uh, 2021 and, and, and try to try, get excited about the future. So that, that's kind of where we're going with this episode. Um, otherwise, nothing, nothing really all that fresh to report. We can say that this is um, our sort of second very couples-focused episode. And of course, America's favorite couple, Mike and Liz Laurie, will be coming <laughs> back on the show. Mike is shaking his head with great authority in a state of semi-denial. And uh, Liz is just smiling because she's so wonderful. Um, and then we have um, uh, Allie and Danny uh, from Montana. The folks behind Whiskey Leatherworks are uh, back on the show. And uh, we're excited to have two really beautiful, wonderful couples joining us for the festivities. Um, it's Adam and I. And uh, I brought my, my partner in crime, Mr. Martini. So I'm going to take a quick <laughs> sip before we start. Normally with Adam, I'm drinking tea, to, uh, but I'm, I'm having the martini tonight, and if it impacts the show, we'll, we'll know never to do it again. Um, anyway, so did you want to say hello officially? We're not going to read bios, but did you want to say hi officially because you do that so well, Adam? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> it's just awesome uh, seeing these guys again. Uh, you know, Liz and Mike, uh, despite what, what you want, uh, you are America's couple. We've deemed it. Uh, so <laughs> welcome back to the show. We're going to have to unpack that later. <laughs> okay. And, uh, Ali and Danny, it was uh, a pleasure. I got to little see a tour of the shop here, and I'm excited. You guys are having fun, really uh, just cranking out the stuff before the holidays. So there's a lot of fun gifts going out, and I'm sure many people are excited. So welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you. And one, one just little small little connection. I mean, you guys just really met officially tonight, uh, the two couples. And uh, Mike's been playing around and, and uh, posting some lovely uh, leatherworks that he's been making. So it was like a surprise. Like one day, just suddenly, there was like a beautiful like briefcase in his feet. Like, hi, I made this. And we were all aware suddenly that he has a really interesting hobby. But you guys hadn't talked. I let you all into my world of therapy because that is my therapy. <laughs> it was like a beautiful, vulnerable moment. Whenever you share your creativity, that's like the greatest type of, of vulnerability. 
Yeah, I mean, because I always share the, the, the flaws, the things that go wrong. I mean, Liz likes to comment of how many times I curse throughout a project, uh, how many times I shout cuss words. Um, so, I mean, yeah, because it's like, a, I don't know, it keeps me away from my phone and, and uh, not to get too heavy, right? But it, it just, it just, it soothes me, right? So I just, it's fun. It's fun. And Danny, I'm curious, did your uh, creating of, of Beautiful Leatherworks begin completely without a plan that this was going to be like a business? A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it started as, you know, my, my background was uh, in environmental consulting, hydrogeology. So a really heavy science background. And uh, it literally started as, as a, uh, just a creative outlet. Uh, I've always been an artistic person and somehow I ended up in the uh, science uh, field and kind of being true to myself now and just being artistic and creative and, uh, yeah, as far as like the swearing that goes, yes, I, it's a constant because mistakes are expensive sometimes yeah. and, uh, it's, it's time consuming. And, uh, so I can totally uh, relate to that. Hey, just the other day I was making something and I was like the last step and I fucked it up and I, <laughs> oh. and I was so mad. I mean, yeah. I, it was a bunch of pieces of scrap, so it wasn't too bad, but I was just so, I put like, it was like 20 hours into it and then I messed up and I was so mad. Oh yeah. I, I've, I've made a few pieces and you know, the last touch is like the monogram and it's like you get initials wrong or like transpose and you're like, oh shit. Like <laughs> yep, just waiting for that guy to order it with the, with those initials. So I got, all right. We're, yeah. we're seven minutes in Mike's dropped the F bomb. Danny's like, <laughs> dropping the S word. Like, come on guys. I'm the one drinking. Goodness, um, it's anyway, totally kidding. You could curse as much as you like. I think it, it makes it that much more colorful. Uh, anyway, we've mentioned before, this is, we're we're taping uh, a couple of weeks before Christmas. This is um, is uh, Hanukkah at the moment, and uh, we're going to air this on December twenty three. So I have to ask that that question: um, Are you totally uh, set with your Christmas plans? Obviously, this is uh, the holiday like no other. I'm just curious how you guys have gone around planning for it. Uh, do you feel relieved? I bet some people are feeling relieved out there, like no presents, no family. I'm not going anywhere. Yay! And some people are probably really freaking out. So I'm just curious on the, on the range of happy to freaking out. Where, where are you guys? I just like the way you pose that happy to freaking out. I have to think about that for a second. <laughs> or it could yeah. be none of the above. Both. I don't know. We're kind of in the mid range. We're very happy. We don't have to do all the traveling and the hassling and the back and forth, but yeah. we're sad that we're not going to be with our families. That's really hard. Have you drilled down to actually say, here's what our, our little Christmas Eve and Christmas day is going to look like, or you're going to be more spontaneous. We, yeah, we did. Um, I don't remember how much, I don't know if we got into this last time we were on the episode, but um, we we're on that podcast, but uh, so we actually end our honeymoon, right. For this past summer, which was delayed. It was supposed to be in two weeks. Oh dear. And we it again. So actually we were supposed to have this big Thanksgiving so that we could see everybody before we left and that got messed up. So our, our sort of setting plan started around Thanksgiving when we were like, Hey everyone, the numbers are spiking and it's not safe for everybody. So we're canceling our big Thanksgiving. I mean, everybody do what else you do, whatever you're going to do, but we can't have every, we did get a bigger place, slightly bigger, but it's not big enough where everyone could be so distant. So we were like, we can't have everyone in our place. And, um, you know, I think that from, for us was like a little bit of the weight coming off because 
I, our families were understanding how the holiday season was going to be like. Um, and, you know, again, we were, you know, everyone was a little sad because it's been about a year since we've seen everybody, but you know, they know, they know that we don't feel comfortable. I think, I think surprisingly our families have been really understanding about, you know, our anxieties of being in the same place and being so close. And um, I mean, technically right now I'm under quarantine. I just want to let everybody know I was sent home from work. Um, not yesterday, but a week ago yesterday for a quarantine. Cause one of um, one of my students was positive. So like, this is all the stuff we were kind of worried about. And some of it is not coming true, but like some stuff is starting to happen. And so we've sort of been, I guess what, we've sort of been a little content with the holidays, knowing that we prepared ourselves over the summer, like this is probably going to happen. So I, would, I wouldn't say we're frustrated. I'd say we're, we're sad, but we're relieved that everybody took it so well. Uh, I think I would say that. Everybody took it so well. And so. where would you have been for your honeymoon? <laughs> Italy. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, hopefully we're going next December. We pushed it a whole year away to, in hopes that things will, will, be, will be much better. Um, we actually just got an email the other day from the travel agent. She's like, um, hoping that we can get you on this trip by next December. And I was like, oh, my God, this isn't going away. So we'll get there eventually. Sometime. <laughs> and that's something, something really great to look forward to in, in yeah. 2021. <laughs> yeah. Danny and Allie, how about you guys? Life out in Montana is a little bit different than us folks jammed in crowded New York metro area. Yeah, I think we, we've been leaning heavily on the outdoors. And um, for the holidays, uh, we usually, Thanksgiving's usually a, a 30 plus person event. And this year, it was quiet with um, one of their family that we've kind of potted up with and Christmas is going to be pretty quiet. It's just, just going to be our family. Um, so leaning on nature, I think is the best way to, to put how we're, we're kind of moving through not having direct connection with family. Would you say? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of our go-to with uh, most events is, you know, here lately as just being outside you know, through the 4th of July and you know, throughout the summer and, Memorial Day and just kind of it's it's easy to social uh, socially distance here and still feel like you're getting out and having fun as a family and uh, enjoying outdoor activities. So just kind of change. It's like a several mile radius. It's like the two of you, your kids, and like four bison. Right? There's not. It's Montana, right? It's like. Well, there's you forgot the bear and the elk and the uh, the deer. So we I saw. I'm no, sorry. I saw a headline the other day. It said, you know, basically Montana could be America's Serengeti. It was just basically saying just how incredibly well populated and uh, the, the, the grasslands of Montana were. It was just actually rather encouraging, given most of the time we hear environmental news that makes us completely suicidal. So go Montana. We did just see a lion track just across the street today, which was fun. I, I posted it on our Instagram. There's a big probably four inch um mountain lion track that was cool my daughter and i were going just for a little hike to get out of the house so that that makes you feel small in a good way which feels good so that was that like excitement for probably the week <laughs> was that. does that mean locking up the pets uh we're not sure yet like mountain lions and, and pets probably don't mix that well <laughs> probably not yeah, we might have to keep an eye out on them. Actually, one of my Instagram buddies is in Tokyo. I'll give him a little shout out. My buddy in Tokyo, he's like, oh, yeah, me and my girlfriend, we have hedgehogs. I'm like, 
what the hell? What does that look like? Are they, do they run around? Are they in a cage? Like, what do you do with a hedgehog? All right. It's just one of those weird tangents. A- Adam's like, wow, Albert, that martini's really hitting you hard. <laughs> anyway, just because it's always good and important to, to have a jumping off point, I want to take a look. I sent you guys on uh, December 7th, CNN had a really, I thought a really good feature on uh, couples and pandemics that the, the, art, the article, when it came to me in digital form, it said the headline was the secrets of couples thriving right now in the pandemic. I thought, wow, that sounds sounds like good topic to launch us here. Uh, they had the on that homepage. There were two photos. The first was a a happy couple uh, looking out in front of a very expansive view, and in North Carolina, it was the view of the mountains and the hills. It was gorgeous, and the couple was talking about how hiking, uh, discovering the, a mutual love of hiking, had sort of brought them closer together. And the marriage, uh, the the caption said, "Can your marriage survive the coronavirus?" Um, and I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> I hadn't thought of that one. Um, tell me, what has changed in your relationship that's clearly pandemic-induced? What, what is that one thing that you guys are doing now, maybe that you had just had never done before? Ooh, Liz. We're spending time together. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> A little context. We, 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 for the last um, four years or so, have had sort of different schedules, opposite schedules for work. Um, I would start very early and be home early. Liz would go into work uh, later. She would be mostly afternoons and evenings and sometimes very late nights. So we would be like ships in the night, right? Um, so for the last four years, seeing each other has been sort of non-existent. So yes, seeing each other, it sounds so weird, so basic. You know, it's not just the two of us sleeping in the same bed to, at night. It's, it's actually seeing each other during the day and eating meals together and stuff like that. So that's been lovely. I don't mean sarcastically. That, that came out a little. No, I meant that genuinely. It's been lovely. Yeah, there's almost something very um, almost bittersweet about acknowledging that because you're pining away, wanting the virus to go away and normalcy to return. But that might mean changing some of the actual positive things that are happening right now in your life. That's, that's a, that's a quite a little dilemma set up there. Um, do you think, do you see yourself projecting ahead? Wow. We learned this lesson and we're going to have to do somehow make some sort of adjustments so we could spend more quality time together. I think so. And what might that look like? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know because the, the, the quarantine has, and I don't want to talk for you, but the quarantine has changed so much. I mean, your job changed dramatically. You're working completely from home. I'm back and forth. And um, I, again, I don't want to make this a dark subject, but your your actual job, your school, Liz works at a college and it's gone through some financial trouble because of the pandemic and there's not enough students. So uh, your job is going is a little gray looking forward. So will you be in this job when things kind of go post quarantine or will you be somewhere else? So I think there's a lot still up in the air for us specifically about that. So I don't know what it'll look like, but I think you're right. We're going to have to definitely make time. We're going to have to go back to making time to, to, you know, spend with each other. It's not just going to be like, wake up and we're both working from home. It's like, Hey, what you want some more coffee? Here you go. I'm just imagining in three months, we turn on the zoom and they, we see Mike 
and Liz sitting right next to Danny and Allie in Montana, and Mike is an apprentice whiskey <laughs> leatherwork <laughs> employee. Hey, you, uh, you had me a mountain lion. I looked at Liz because that that look was we need to move to Montana. Uh, we need to move to Montana right away. I'm. It's weird. I was weird, Albert. You know, I was born in the Bronx. I grew up in the suburbs, but I'm such a country person. I do love being outdoors. I love. I don't know. I, I, I'm not a necessarily a city person. So, uh, yeah, you had me a mountain lions. <laughs> we'll have a place for you when you come. All right. <laughs> Thanks. And how about, how, how about you and, and, and Danny, Allie? You, you guys run a business together. It's one, of those, it's one of those existential questions a lot of people ask. Could I actually be in business with my partner? And a lot of people are just like, oh, my God, we would kill each other. And other people are like, that would be the easiest thing in the world because we work so well together. I assume you guys are towards the latter because you guys seem pretty darn happy. Well, yeah, I mean, like the killing each other, that's totally valid. <laughs> and it, it's a real thing. That was like our first 12 months. Uh, I, I feel like we're just now coming on the other side of that and learning how to work together. Like, you know, for the longest, I had a job that was really travel intensive and gone for a lot of the time. And now you know, that has, we, we switched gears and went full-time into Whiskey Leatherworks. And a part of that has, you know, I'm at home constantly uh, every evening and all, you know, every weekend and, you know, spending more time together. And it's allowed us, you know, then not only that, but then for a lot, I think a lot of years, we've avoided some issues with our marriage and just, they haven't really come up because I've been gone. And, you know, there's, when you're gone, you come back in and there's a, it takes you know several days up to a week to kind of get back into the swing of things. And then you're gone again. Um, and it, that has caused a lot of marital issues to not be dealt with, but then coupled with that, like being home every single evening and being together every day, coupled with working together, you know, it, it was definitely a challenge. And there were several times we were like, Oh my God, I don't know if this is going to work or not. And, but just being blatantly, uh, uh, like open and honest um yeah there were a couple times where like Allie was like I don't think I can do I can't work with you and I was like oh why not I'm like the perfect person um, but it, it's yeah it has really opened my eyes to a lot of my bad habits uh which revolve mainly around like communication um and it has and I'm, I'm still learning okay uh so by by all means I'm still learning whereas you know ali has been really patient i'll say that and um yeah it, it, we're we're uh, we're on the, the we're on the uh, the other side of that to where it, it's enjoyable to work together and um and to like celebrate the success of of working together um but yeah that whole i can't work with you wanting to kill each other sometimes it's a totally legit thing so all this uh, this CNN report that we uh, that I referenced earlier, one of their top recommendations was talk less, listen more. Mm, yeah, uh, I read that. And I'm I'm wondering. Uh, I mean, one of the things that that sa- it says here is, as human beings, we have a universal need to be heard and understood and validated. Does that ring true? Is that part of listening? Uh, putting yourself into, into Allie's shoes and saying, what does she need to hear from me? Do you feel that as a conscious, a conscious thing that you sense in yourself? Oh, absolutely. And for me, it's like, I kind of know what I'm saying and it, but it's not really coming across like that. 
uh, and it, you know, with two, with two girls, with two kids and, you know, the business and trying to juggle all of that, you know, a, a, a lot of times what I thought I was saying, I wasn't saying at all. <laughs> and, and the amount of detail that I thought I was given, giving was nowhere near the, what was needed. So. Yeah, I feel that quite a bit. Um, that's actually the line I had highlighted from this article as well. Um, just the, the need to be heard and understood. Um, and that's, I want to say not even just like, you know, partners in marriage. Um, I mean, that's pretty much for everyone kind of all the time. Um, I mean, in, you know, an app when someone's, you know, their (laughs) device is messed up or something's not working, um, being able to understand their frustration on a professional level, um, you know, that, that makes it, uh, for a lot of people, but on a personal level within a relationship, just, the validation, just being understood, feeling, you know, that, that feeling of understanding is where like you get that. Um, and I know for me, um, you know, the quarantine COVID this whole time has put just a giant magnifying glass on like everything. So the great is really great. It's so amazing. It's so awesome, but the bad is just equally magnified. Um, and, and like what, yeah, Ali and Danny were saying is like, you know, there, there are some rough times and yeah, I know I've had some harder conversations um, and it kind of stems down to the same thing as communication and really, really, um, you know, just connecting and understanding each other. Some things that have helped me, um, you know, kind of get past those conversations are, are two kind of like lines um, that I'm using is, uh, if, you know, you, you hear that thing and you know, there's definitely um, some extras and uh, some other things on top of it, you're like, okay, well, what are you actually trying to tell me? Um, with like, you know, you know, that statement where you get it and you're like, okay, that's, that's something I need to pay attention to. Well, that's that, but there's always extras and there's always context and nuance behind it. So what are you actually trying to tell me? And then whenever I kind of say it back, the story I'm telling myself is, you know, based on the situation, and I feel like those two lines have really helped me and my wife's conversations go further because it's not just like, you know, pointing and finger and blame and just anger and emotion. It's like, okay, here's what's going on. Like, let's, let's push this forward so we can, you know, continue the conversation. Have you, either of you guys, um, you know, noticed that you've used any other like different communication techniques or a different strategy? Cause I know, um, for me, I, it's had to change up a lot because, uh, I get a little stir crazy inside for, for too long and uh, I'll, I'll get a little festery and I got to just get out. <laughs> I know something that we've done lately um, because we're, 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 we're roommates, we're partners, we're, we're coworkers almost. We, we've, we have, we're, uh, you know, when I'm working from home, we're working from home. We don't have those coworkers to vent to. So we vent to each other. So something we've used lately is, and it's more me and I'll say this and I'll say, Am I listening to this conversation because you want me to respond? Do you want me to just listen? Do you want me to provide advice? You know, am I just a set of ear? Like we have, it's talk, talk less, listen more. We're, we actually go more specific. It's like, well, what role do you want me to play with this? Because, and we got into this a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was just coming off teaching a class and something happened with Liz at work and she wanted to tell me about it. And I was like, just not in the mind space for it. And we got into a little fight. It was like, you know, I listen to you and I need you to listen to me. And I just didn't, I get, we chalked it up to later on. 
I didn't know what my role was in that moment. And I, uh, you know, she, I thought she knew, uh, I had, maybe I came off a bad class. She assumed I knew what role I was to play in that conversation. So like that you, then you were talking before about, you know, it's not coming out right. Or she thought I knew, uh, I thought she knew what I was expecting. It was a lot of assumptions being made. So we've gone to now explicitly say something like, I'll say, I'll even be, yell, are you talking to me or are you just talking to the room? You know, or, or, and a lot of times she'll go, I'm talking to the dog or something like that. Or, you know, it's just, what role do you want me to play? Like that's been our specific relationship thing because we're both talkers. We could both be talkers and we're not the best listeners. Um, and a lot of times we assume the other one understands what's, what's, you know, the role, the responsibility, right? So that's something we've been doing a lot more lately. I would say in the last couple months or so, it's just, it's just definitely like, just tell me what you want. Do you want advice? You know, cause when it comes to work things, you know, it's awesome. You both work in the same, you work, work for the same company, right? We have two very different jobs. So, you know, we're both teachers. Yes, but it's very different. So I can't, I sometimes assume she knows what I'm going through and she sometimes assumes I know what she's going through. So it's like, you know, I could be like, do you want advice? And she'll say, no, you can't, like, you can't possibly give me advice. You have no idea what, she doesn't say those words, but kind of, you know, uh, you know, I'll try and give advice, but, um, I lost my train of thought a little bit, but, but sometimes I can't. Right. So we, we, we won't, we get, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. We need to I'm, know what the other is expecting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. He was complaining it. today. He didn't want to do work. And I said, okay, which Liz do you want me to be? Yes. Do you want me to tell you to suck it up and do your work? Or do you want me to just say, Oh, maybe later, which yeah. Liz do you want? Yes. So that we don't fight. That is the strategy. we've done. Yes. So which Liz, which Liz did he want? I didn't know. Right. I had said, I was like, I don't know. But you figured it out because yeah, I, yeah. I planted that and I said, what do you want me to say to you? Which list do you want? And you were like, all right, I'm just, I'm going to watch the rest of this and I'm going to set a timer <laughs> and then I'm going to do my homework. Like you yeah. figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Thanks. You didn't need me, but I was there to support. I, I've had something a little like that where Brian is doing something a little bit like he doesn't really want to do. Like, for example, run down to the store and get a little cartridge for his little cigarette thing, whatever the little smokeless, whatever the little electronic cigarette thing is. And he's like, I'm not going to ask you to buy me those things. And I'm like, do you, what role do you want me to play? Do you want me to be, uh, you know, don't smoke. I'm going to be parenting you a little bit here and say, don't you dare smoke. Or do you want me to just listen? Or like, what do you want me to do? Because I don't want to be the supervisor. I don't want to have to, but if you need me to be the supervisor, I'll do it. I don't want to do it, but if that will help you stop doing this thing that you don't want to do, um, I would. So which Liz do you want? I like that. And it, it seems to me that you guys are comfortable asking each other that thing, that you you guys have set up a good environment where every the, the number of times that we've talked, it seems that you have many different mechanisms that you have to say, hey, Something's going on here. Let's figure out what's going on here so we can get beyond it. So that's a, good, a really good sign. For all the listeners out there, this is 12 years in the making. This did not happen because of the quarantine. This did not even happen in the past year. I mean, this is... This is a, a lot, lot of yeah. therapy, self-help, reading, researching, yes. trying, yes. failing, figuring yes. out. And, yeah. and at the end of the day... Like he keeps saying, we're on the same team. And yeah. 
we have to keep coming Ooh, back to that. You listen to my podcast. I episode. do listen to your podcast. <laughs> I'm a supportive wife. <laughs> Yes, but definitely right. Like this is, we don't want to make it sound easy, right? It's, it's not totally easy. not. I mean, it's, it's We're a lot of Italians. There's been a lot of fights. Yeah. Well, one thing um, that you said was, you know, this is years in the making. And, you know, one thing that, you know, my wife and I kind of had an argument about was definitely some stuff that was festering up, but, you know, all the other stress kind of, you know, it was the one that actually, you know, broke the ice. Um, and just kind of let the floodgates open. So, you know, like I said, it was, it's a giant magnifying glass. So if, you know, things are going unresolved for such a long period of time, like, you know, when you're spending weeks at a time, almost inseparable, like it's going to come up. Um, and then depending on the communication strategy, it's like, it, it may be a really great way to resolve it, or, you know, it might cause some additional stress. Um, it, it's really, it's tough because, you know, sometimes you're super stressed out and you're like, I just, I, I can't deal with this right now. I don't want to deal with this right now. Um, I've had a tough day. Everything kind of sucks and I just want to be left alone. Um, I know I feel that that way a lot. So this whole, you know, the, the hiking strategy, that's like me solo is I, I get out, I walk, I walk, I walk, and I just blow off steam. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, to get to get back to the article for one second, the, the hiking, what was interesting for this couple was that it was a novelty. It was something that they hadn't been doing before. And I'm just curious if there if there's an element of novelty to any of, of the new things, the things that you've been doing together this past year that you could point to something that you didn't do before. Uh, Danny and Allie, you guys doing anything that is fresh that way or you're, you're kind of so busy with the business. Is that kind of just, is that the novelty in a way that you're working together so much? Well, we did start a book club about a month and a half ago. Um, because exactly to your point, we weren't really talking about a heck of a lot else. And, and we got to the point where we figured we kind of have to force it on each other to bring in new content. So we started a book club between the two of us called, um, well, for our first book, our first book, which is the one that we've we just finished, is the monk, the monk of Mocha. Yeah, the monk of Mocha. So we each got a book, and we sat by the fire in the evenings, and it was a phenomenal book. It was um, I'd recommend it to anyone, but it gave us content, and it gave us someone else to talk about. <laughs> we're kind of sick of talking to and about each other. Wow. And do you have uh, do other friends uh, participating in the book club or is it you're, just the two of you? <laughs> it's just us. That's all. It's us. Wow. Because maybe your next book, you could recommend a book and Liz is saying something yeah, and Mike is up like she's she's right. We want to get their reaction. Guys, would you please tell us? I'm getting the look. Why haven't we been doing this for our whole lives? <laughs> I am an avid reader and I have, I, I'm like, I got to tell you about this book that I'm reading. And I go off on these things about characters and he's just nods at me. I don't understand it. I don't read the book. I have tried to recommend so many different books to him. I'm so <laughs> thankful for this conversation. <laughs> Liz, Liz well, just tell us very quickly, Liz, what was the last book that you finished? Trees. No. Salt. <laughs> I read a very well. Radium. I don't know. Fiction, I, nonfiction. Uh, what, what is your tendencies? I usually read a couple books at the same time, so I can't remember what I just finished. That's serious. I just ha I do multiple books at the same time. I have to very, very, very highly recommend Love in the Time of Cholera. 
Oh, I was just thinking of this. Yes. Just, oh my you're, God. You're your quote. I, I, I laid off of it because I thought, because I didn't, uh, I didn't understand the first book of Marquez's that I, that I read. And so I laid off of this book thinking it would be equally impenetrable. It was the opposite. It's a beautiful, long love story. It's colorful. It's late 19th century Columbia. They're on a riverboat. It's about, I, I don't even want to give any of it away. It's a, a really, really delightful read. And given what the storyline is, Love in the Time of Cholera, it probably has more resonance now in, in its way, even though cholera is not really what the book's about. But it is about, about um, love as sort of an end in itself, like how much love is not something that's like some purposeful sort of functional thing. It's actually just a beautiful thing in and of itself to, to, for two human beings to create because it kind of covers up a lot of our our weaknesses and our ugliness and our pettiness. And uh, anyway, I cannot recommend it highly enough. And I'm kind of sorry we didn't book club it so that we could talk about it because then we could do spoiler alert and, and go further. Uh, I, I do want to get on some of the other topics that I have written down. I do want to mention one other, uh, we talked about novelty. I just want to, uh, one of the couples in the CNN piece talked about their, their chicken coop, which is, I'm just like, I don't think I'm going to get chickens, but I'm just wondering uh, any, any little other, I love the book club thing, but I mean, maybe I think Liz and Mike may have a book club in their future, but I don't know. Any, any other novelties that we want Adam? I, any, anything? On your I, will, I will say from personal experience, two thumbs down to a chicken coop. Uh, my brother had one growing up and it's loud and it smells. So, uh, yeah, pass on the chicken coop for right now. Um, but yeah, um, I, I think this conversation is kind of making me say like, okay, we need to do a activity together. That's not parenting or, you know, actively doing, you know, something for our relationship. We just need to do something for fun. So that's a huge kind of unlock for me is like, we, we got to switch it up because, you know, it, it's, it's, it's tough. And, uh, you know, like you guys are saying, like some things get really stale and, uh, you know, we need to get some new content to kind of get things going again. Cause it's kind of like the same old, same old routine. It's like, all right, here we go again. Like let's Adam, I love your turns. I love your terms. Unlock the unlock here. I just love it. The unlock. I'm just watching the key go in there. Right. Um, I love it. I just totally love it. Um, when I sent that CNN um, piece again, Ali, you sent back a reference to an, an analogy that I didn't even know what the heck you were talking about. So you have to introduce it, and then you have to tell us what the analogy is. Okay. So um, it's a Tibetan Buddhist analogy, um, and there was a yogi um, quite a long time ago by the name of Milarepa. And I won't get into his early life, but um, pieces of his early life uh, sent him on a quest or a journey to right some wrongs and to really get to know himself and the reason for his being. So he went into essentially hermitage in a cave for a long time. And um, the piece that I was, that, that what spurned me to think about this, I've been thinking about a lot with the pandemic because the, um, the parallel to his time in the cave is what was happening is the longer, the more time that he spent in the cave, he started to notice. So the story goes that when he would venture out to get food, he would face a dragon and that would um, scare him back into the cave. So he, he was running out of food and the dragon is really a parallel to those things in our lives that we avoid, 
right? So he was getting thinner and thinner and thinner, and he would go out and he'd see it again, he'd bail back inside. And finally, he um, made the decision that he really had to to face the dragon. So he decided to go out one day and ask this dragon to come into the cave with him and have a cup of tea, a cup of nettle tea. And um, in doing so, the dragon just bowed his head and walked away. So a little bit of that analogy and just I feel like what we've been facing in our own marriage amongst other things is there's things that keep coming up that I feel like I'm like, oh, do I really want to deal with that? How are we going to deal with that? But then inviting that dragon to tea over and over again seems to be for at least thematically for me, the way that um, this pandemic every day seems like something else that we can look at, invite to tea it's those things that we avoid. And I think marriage is maybe, you know, the conversation regarding marriage and, and um, Adam, you saying it's hard, you know, it's hard. What are those hard things and how do we lean into them in a way that we like, you know, we sit with them in a way that's mindfully mindful and is helpful. So that, that was the analogy. Facing our, our dragon or our demons or however you want to put that analogy to it is kind of what uh, courage and vulnerability is all about is saying like, Hey, this is, this is my dragon. Um, and you know, I, I have to, to talk and I have to accept and, and understand this. Um, so yeah, bringing that to the table and, and just trying to, to push it through and, you know, like Gloria say, we're on the same team. So if you can get your partner to help you, uh, you know, talk to this dragon and invite it in for tea, you know, that's only going to help. Um, and I, I think the, the hardest part for a lot of the couples is the first step is kind of just really, you know, getting to the point where you feel comfortable asking or like, okay, here comes, you know, that uh, mic dropper conversation, you know, like here it comes. Um, and just kind of starting it um, is, you know, fear, anxiety, shame, um, all of those emotions pop up and it's like, okay, you know, you have that personal battle first of, hey, you got to get over that to even talk about it. But then, you know, double, now you have two dragons that are talking to each other there. So I, I would say, you know, based on that is you, you kind of have to do yourself and then understand that that's only the first battle. Um, and, and just really making that first step to make a difference is really just, um, you know, the rest is follow through and just making it happen. I always, I am very uh, caught, uh, tuning into what you just said in the sense of, the dialogue going on in my head of whether or not I want to confront something uncomfortable at a given time. And I just think back and, and I see a pattern. The pattern is I'm upset. I'm fearful. I'm confronting. And then the aftermath. And I keep going through this over and over again and realizing that, that there's a cycle that happens and that fear of that cycle is, is, can be very debilitating because you don't want to have to take that step, that dangerous step in order to get in order to get to the better step to the better place. And, and that's the hardest, the hardest thing for me to realize. And, and what I'm trying to make myself uh, do is, is realize that getting through it more quickly and with less damage is the, is the goal uh, more so than it is avoiding it or um, anything else. It's just like, it, it has to be done. You have to recognize the truth. You know, As a nation, we have to recognize what our problems are if they're going to go away. Otherwise, they're going to get worse. 
in a relationship, the same thing, and in ourselves, the same thing. And it, it's just, there's no other way. There's no other way but to do the work that has to be done. So whatever the, uh, the, the, the hacks are and the, the tips are for starting that difficult conversation, I mean, I'm, I'm open to it. How do you get, you know, get that little bit of courage that you need to say, hey, I'm upset and I know you don't like to talk about it. Uh, you know, Brian's comment is always like, oh, I'm getting a bad grade on my report card. And I'm like, no, I'm just trying to make us even closer. I'm trying to relieve the tension. I'm not trying to be a teacher. I don't want to judge you. I, oh, I feel so. And then, oh no, I've done it. I made him feel bad. And then, oh my God, spiraled of shame. Oh my God. You know, there you go. So I'm, I'm getting a lot of inspiration hearing that the, you, Adam, and, and our couples talk about their processes. And, you know, I'm, we're not the only ones going through this. And that, that's already helped me enormously to hear that. So thank you for sharing. And uh, thank you for that analogy, Allie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do a little Googling afterwards. Just, you know, we know uh, 2020 has been, uh, been a rough one. Is there one thing that's happened in this Anis Horribilis, this horrible year? One thing that happened, though, that was just uh, fantastic and amazing, since we don't want to focus on the dark. And the, and the troublesome. Was there one amazing thing that happened this year that you want to just give a little uh, comment on at this point? Any Anything like, oh my God, wow. Besides, I mean, my, I will just say, you know, this podcast, a Adam, I'll say is something that's really been a gift for me. So that's my one little thing. I didn't think I'd be doing this and I've been, I'm having a lot of fun doing it with you. So thanks for that. Uh, you're very welcome, man. Yeah, I got to throw that right back, man. I mean, this has really helped a lot. Um, just kind of staying consistent with something, having something to look forward to, um, each week, you know, it's like, that's, it's, you know, that's, it's, it's something that I can rely on. Um, you know, cause I get to have it and it's fun. Um, you know, <laughs> Ali caught me uh, rocking out. I was, uh, <laughs> listening to some, some music and I'm just like, yeah, and I'm like, well, this is going to be an intro. I'm, <laughs> I'm there just doing my thing. So, you know, um, yeah, I can't really say there was like one huge event that like happened to me. It's just been like just a slow doll, like beating down, I feel like, but um, yeah, man, there's just the little things that kind of just get you through, you know, the podcast, you know, walking and just uh, hanging out um, when I can with some friends here and there. Um, but also we hung out this year, so we got to do that. <laughs> that was like I said, uh, probably one of the biggest highlights of this year. <laughs> it felt like a dream sequence. It's like, oh my god, I have a friend who I've talked to for a year every week on this podcast, and he's like sitting at my patio and on, on you know at the table, just look you know six feet apart, looking at each other, like, oh my god, this person actually exists. Um. Anyway, Mike, you saw I I did the little throwback to a year ago when you and and Liz came up as part of our little hang. And just, my God, well, how sweet it's going to be when we can all gather around a, a tiny little table and be close to each other like that, shoulder to shoulder, being intimate. Okay, so to make it more specific, maybe because that was too grandiose a question, what was like the, the TV series, the movie that you guys really enjoyed this past year that if someone else hasn't discovered it, it's about time? You got it? I should have probably told you in advance so you could think about it because a lot of people can't remember their favorite thing even when you ask them. Did you guys, did anybody catch the Queen's Gambit? Queen's Gambit, yes. Yeah. Gambit, Gambit, yes. Yes, loved it. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I would love actually to take some time and write a, like a, pay, a scholarly paper on it. 
Because it's got, it's, it, I, I kept thinking, like, I don't remember a woman chess champion at that time. And I'm thinking, that's the point. That's the point of the show. And I'm like, that's genius. That's total genius. Like, the supporting character is a gay character. And there's an African American woman who's like essential to the plot. And I'm like, none of that would have probably happened back then for a chess champion. And it was there. And I was like, it was like magical realism. I absolutely loved it. It hit me like a thunderbolt afterwards. And the best part is lots of kids are playing chess now. Little less video games and a little more chess. Yay. Thumbs up to that one. Um, how about another question? Um, Adam, did you want to throw one in there? Well, um, I kind of wanted to comment on the, uh, on the chess thing. Um, yes. I, I don't know if you guys heard it. Cause like, you know, that, that whole chess thing was, was huge. Um, but there was, uh, an actual, uh, grand master, um, woman. Um, so this dude in Hungary, Laszlo Polgar, uh, married a teacher and they had an experiment and what they wanted to do was see if they could raise their kids, um, to be chess grandmasters. And, um, so what they did was they just like taught them, they lived, breathed chess. And, um, like the first one was really good. The second one was amazing. And then like the, the youngest was the prodigy because they just did that all of their life. So it's kind of weird how just like seeing, you know, things that we grow up with, um, and how they, how they go versus, you know, that show where it's like, Hey, this is, um, you know, this is fiction, but this is how it could be as well. Um, so those two stories kind of comparing and contrasting, I thought was, uh, really cool. And, um, you know, it's, it's just fun. I, I played one game of chess this year and I got smoked so bad. It was like, I, was, I had to give up. I was like, look, man, like it is not going well for me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I played a game of chess this year because of that show. Uh, nice. that was pretty cool. You did too, right? Yeah. I play against the computer on like the lowest setting. <laughs> <laughs> can, can you beat? Can you beat? Yeah, and I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty confident. So. <laughs> and I, had, I actually, to be honest, yeah, I bumped it up to like the next level and got smoked. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so one of those level one. It's mm-hmm. just so exacting. I mean, to get really uh, amazing at it, it's just incredibly exacting. There's so many details and so many strategies. Um, is there a person just, I, I, I'm really into the appreciation and gratitude mode. Is there a person you want to give a little shout out to as a couple, a person who's made a, a difference or touched either one of you in your life that you want to give a little shout out to? Bruno. Oh, Bruno the dog. In a very weird way, our dog. Okay. Has, shout out for the pooch. A little bit of a, of a therapist. Who's sleeping. We could, we could, you guys get the... Oh, oh boy. We're we're watching for those of you who don't yeah. have the video. A very comfortable looking dog. Yeah, um, I guess. Yeah, in a weird way because you know we're this is just the three of us in the house, and we both have to, we have to take care of them. And it's been there's been a lot of growing for you for Liz um, in taking care of him. That was a point of contention in our relationship. Bit, that I had to take care of something, and I didn't want to. Yeah, in a weird way. Thank you, Bruno. What kind of dog is that? I don't really know. Um, oh, okay. He's, he's a lab mix. They told me he was, uh, uh, what was it? Um, French, uh, uh, French, uh, Bo- no, Boston Terrier. He's like 85 pounds. They thought they told me he was like a Boston Terrier and an Australian cattle dog. He looks nothing like either. <laughs> well, I don't believe it. I've been to 
putting off getting the, the test. I have to get one of the tests too. He's a lab mix. Oh, he's really yeah. cute. <laughs> he is. He's a little sleepy boy, but he's got a lot of energy at times. And uh, but you know, he's been good. I won't mention a specific one, but there definitely are a couple of uh, of Instagram buddies that I made this past year, also who I'm just really impressed. Just the range of people that you can meet from different places and unexpected kindnesses. Just like when you wake up and you're not expecting it, and you're kind of like, uh, I got a tough day at work today, and then someone sends you a note and they're like. Oh my God, I saw that post you did and it really inspired me. And I listened to some Beethoven today and I realized how amazing that music is. And I'm just like sitting there with my coffee crying. Mm. So anyway, I'm a total sap. So I will thank anybody. If you want to just send me lovely DMs with just sweet little messages, I'll take them anytime. I can't get enough. Um, Danny, Allie, do you guys want to give a shout out to anyone in particular? You got your cousin with you now. Do you want to give a little shout out to the cousin? Huge shout out to Jack Daly, um, my cousin who graduated class of 2020 from St. Lawrence University. And the week after he graduated, he drove across country in the middle of the pandemic because we were beside ourselves with an enormous amount of work and really not managing anything well. Drove across country with his friend and he has literally not stopped working since he landed in in about eight, uh, I think it was May, no, it was June because he, he graduated. So enormous gratitude. He has put on every single hat the company has to wear. And there's a lot from shipping to leatherworking to sales to social media to uh, just post office runs, absolutely everything. So yes, immense gratitude to Jeff D. That's fantastic. Is he actually living right there with you guys? He is living just downtown Missoula, so we get to hang out his family. He's our first family member that has lived in Montana, so that was uh, really neat for us to actually have some DNA and you know across the divide. It's wonderful. Can I just say, like the whole idea of Veer Vulnerabilis Veer live from Missoula? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would it just be so cool. I would be like so happy. <laughs> so anyway, we're we we're, we try to keep these shows in about an hour. Um, so that people can do their thing. And also we don't, we, you know, we want to keep it nice, nice and tight and focused. Let's take a look at 2021. Have, have you even given it any thought as to something that you'd like to tackle? It could be anything. It could be a personal little thing. It could be something together that you guys want to do together, a bathroom renovation. It could be a <laughs> recipe that you failed at many times. It could be that any tennis i don't know you want to play tennis whatever anything 2021 that we could hold you accountable on next december's year in review finishing the bathroom renovation yeah, finishing the bathroom <laughs> renovation. we started in june when tl Sorensen came to visit oh <laughs> we still haven't finished it tim i'm so sorry if you're listening it will get done by next summer do you do your renovations yourself or does somebody come in and help I do, I do. I have a background in residential remodeling and construction, you know, back in my college days and my early days in Missoula when you, if you don't move here with your job, it's, uh, it can be a little tough, but uh, yeah, so I'm doing all, everything. So. To quote Napoleon Dynamite, you've got skills. <laughs> <laughs> I so wish I had skills. I have, so, I could mix drinks. I really don't have that many skills. So I'm always impressed like, oh, fix a bathroom. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> I can barely clean a bathroom, so never never mind. <laughs> fix a bathroom. 
Uh, Allie, any any little uh, any other little things you're thinking about? Like, I'd really like to. Yeah, I mean, um, that, the the biggest piece that then I just like immediately swallow back down is like see family, but then I kind of like wait, don't say that one because we don't know if that's going to be a thing or not. You have some family still back in upstate New York. Yeah, we have upstate New York. We have um, Maine, Massachusetts, down in Florida. Shout out to Indiana. We've got Illinois. Um, that's That kind of runs the gamut. So yeah, a lot of Northeastern U.S. So Well, that's what kind of got you and I connected was talking about New York. Yeah, that's right. Hometown of uh, Skinny Atlas, New York is where I, I grew up many, many years in my dearest friends and neighbors, the folks I grew up sailing with are up there, the Kings. Um, so yeah, I hope someday to, you know, get back there and say hi to everybody. How about you? Uh, lovely, lovely Laureus. Um, I don't know. I think the, we were talking the other day about uh, maybe not next year, maybe not 2021, but it's definitely going to take all of 2021 is uh, probably the next stage of our life is, is looking for a place of our own, maybe a house, um, so kind of 2021 will be the year of working towards that, all the prep work and, um, you know, just kind of getting everything organized, learning about it. Um, you know, we're both very kind of research oriented people. We won't, we don't necessarily do things on a whim. Um, so like buying a house is going to be like, it's going to take a, at least a year of intense research of like what to do. Um, you know, and all of our friends are like, ah, there's never a right time. You kind of just go through it blind and people tell you what to do. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm too anxious for that. I need to know what steps coming next, you know? So maybe, you know, that's what we're look- I, I want to look forward to in 2021 is like kind of doing that research and prepping for that, for whatever that happens, maybe 2022. But yeah. What about you? Books. Yeah. Do you have a little list? I don't know. It's a long one. Yeah, we're gonna have to go. We're gonna offline have to talk about books, you and I, Liz. Sounds good. Somebody will talk to me about books. Oh, definitely. I'm like you. I I like to read a bunch of books at at a time. Totally love it. Book about salt, Albert. Yeah, my my business partner read that book. Salt. (laughs) It changed the world, right? Salt changed the world. It's fascinating. He didn't. I thought so. Just, and I just read a book about trees, which was so incredible. And I have a whole appreciation for trees. <laughs> you didn't think so. What, what, what wow. was the one biggest thing you learned about trees? Could you, can you pull one out for us? communicate with each other. And the roots create a network to keep each other alive and pass on nutrients. And he just thinks that I'm, I'm insane. But I just thought it was fascinating. I do not think you're insane, dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, for well, me, um, I uh, we're looking forward in 2021 to a good, healthy uh, birth of our next child. So that's my big thing. Hey. <laughs> and then, when is yeah. your wife due? Can we ask? My wife? Oh, um, May, June-ish in that kind of oh, okay. area. Um, We've got a bit so of time. Yeah, we're, we're still kind of just rounding the, the first trimester right now, um, you know, getting things going. So that's, that's, our, that's our big 2021. Uh, but also, um, you know, like uh, Liz and Mike, oh, we're looking for a house. Um, that's something we've been doing for a while. 
Um, so hopefully we get our funding approved later this month. Um, it's been a, a very long, <laughs> very long, yeah, it's been a year uh, since we've started this whole thing. Um, our projected date was we wanted to move out. Um, our lease is up in February, um, but it's not really a possibility right now. Um, but, you know, COVID, understandable. Um, but yeah, just uh, kind of just working on on the fam and getting a house and settling settling down. Because um, yeah, this uh, little tiny apartment is way too small for uh, <laughs> what we got right now. For- well, the house, the house thing is just, it's just so great. It's just a, a really wonderful 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 thing to build together and i'm just it's kept definitely kept us sane during these crazy times just having some space us uh city folks you know we if you're in the new york metro area space is tough to come by it is one of the most incredibly valuable things and it's the hardest thing hardest thing to have in our in our area so i really appreciate i've kind of gotten used to living in a house i'm not sure i can go back to living in an apartment but in, in 2021, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn 59, and I had a sort of informal. I think I'm gonna try to get out of the music biz by 60, and that means this could be my last year of work, which is kind of a crazy concept. But at the same token, there's other things happening, little surprises, little changes, and little things that could keep me in the business for a while longer. So I don't know how it's gonna turn out, but my fantasy is. Somehow it works out. Somehow I have enough money to take a really big road trip. And wow, you guys are going to find it so hard to get rid of me. I'm going to be at Mike and Liz's. I'm going to be like waking up late, expecting my breakfast. And then I'm going to go take a long drive to Pittsburgh. And I'm going to be hanging out with you, Adam, and your wife and expecting a really nice breakfast. And then all the way across the country to Missoula. <laughs> yeah, diapers. I look like diapers. Because <laughs> that is my dream. I've never been to Montana and I, and I do want to get there. So we just have to, we'll just have to uh, say our prayers, give our, uh, ask for blessings and hope that very soon into the new year, we're starting to to feel a new vibe about this crazy old world that's been sick for a while and maybe he's going to get well and maybe come back with a, with a whole fresh appreciation of what it means to be together. So anyway, any, any uh, last thoughts from anybody, last contributions? I can smell my, I'm cooking right now. My, my rice is like, please serve me soon. So I should probably get ready to serve it up. Anybody want to uh, closing thoughts? Happy holidays. I'll say that. Thanks for putting this on, you guys. It it feels like, I mean, a good kind of outlet, a good therapy. It's so refreshing to sit and just be authentic in this time where we're disconnected to connect through this medium. So thank you so much. You're very welcome. Well, I think that one thing that, you know, we can, we can take from this is, you know, once we have our, you know, relationships, you know, we, we, we have, we have the time to work on them. There's no excuse. Um, so we, we have the time now. So whenever this whole COVID thing blows over and we're all going on our goodwill and social tours where, uh, I, I know I'm going on a U.S. tour. I'm going on a European tour. Like there's so many people I have to see and meet. Um, but it's going to be so much more fun, uh, if you do it with your partner and you're having a great time. Um, so that could be the kind of, uh, you know, reward at the end of it is, you know, let's go through this uh, hard times. Let's, let's, you know, let's talk to this dragon. Let's face this stuff. Um, so that whenever this is over, it's just, uh, you know, it's just a free ride and we're having fun. That's right. 
Make hay uh, while you're in the cave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was great. That was really great, Adam. Thanks for that. Great mm -hmm. wrap up. Liz and Mike, any last words? Oh. Let's hope 2021 is better than 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. The bar is low. <laughs> Latin has that far to go, really. Yeah, tree. The bar is like, real low. The bar is set really low. <laughs> tree has just helped so much. It's kind of lightening the mood, at least. <laughs> All right, well, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you all so much for being on the show. Um, talking about, you know, being in a relationship and, and being with your partners is super important, especially through the holidays where all the extra added stress is here. So very happy holidays, very happy new year. This has been another episode of the Veer, Vulnerabilis Veer podcast. I'm Adam Blinsky. I'm Albert Imperato. I'm Allison Ernest. And I'm Daniel Ernest. I'm Mike Loria. I'm Liz Loria. Thank you for listening.